everyone, and welcome to another edition of Right Wing Vegan. I'm Scott. And I'm Kelly. And we want to welcome you um, to our third episode. Um, if this is your first episode, we want to say welcome. And we also want to do a little housekeeping before we get started with the news. So um, if you'd like to visit our website, we have a new website. It's rwvegan.com. And the website will have kind of our latest episodes. It'll tell you guys where to find us, which if you're listening to this, you've already found us. So congratulations. Um, but it's also going to have some updates on there. Um, if we talk about things in the episodes, my hope is to update that with some news and notes from those episodes, some articles if we have some. Um, I also hope to do a blog on there where... I can't promise weekly. I can't even promise bi-weekly because you boy's got a full-time job and, takes, you know, he's got work. So I can't promise that. But what I'd like to do is honestly do blog posts uh, on that page. So just maybe articles uh, that I write and things like that. Or maybe even Kelly, if she wants to get in on that, can do that as well. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at VeganWing. You can email the show, rwvegan at gmail.com. Let me say that again because it sounded like a dum-dum. <laughs> rwvegan at gmail.com. And yeah, that's it, I think. I don't yeah, think. I oh, also, you can find the show just about everywhere now. So uh, maybe not iHeartRadio still, but just about everywhere else. You can find us streaming um, on your podcast listening application of choice. Yeah. So I think I covered everything, didn't I? I think you covered it. You think I got it? I think so. All right. So, um, again, welcome. If you don't know or you're new, uh, we essentially are conservative vegans, which is a rarity. Um, we are using this platform to reach out to you, um, to give you a place to go to get conservative news. Every now and then we'll talk about health topics, um, but we don't want to be too preachy in that arena. So, um, But that's every once in a while. So, good time to start the news? Yeah, let's start the news. All right, kick us off. All right, so a this um, news piece comes from townhall.com, which is a conservative website. It is. I'm familiar um, with it. This article by Guy Beeson, which was posted on July 8th, is the result of a new Gallup poll. Because we all know we like polls, especially the Democrats love their polls. So, 60% of Americans say that abortion should be rarely or never used. 60%. Well, not used, but legal. Oh, yeah, legal. Sorry, wrong no, word that's there. That's okay. I, just, I think it's important. <laughs> it should be rarely or never legal. Um, so, this study, or Gallup questionnaire, was completed in June, so just at the end of last month. Mm-hmm. And it shows that respondents were asked four abortion policy preferences from which they had to choose. And those preferences were that should abortion be legal under any circumstances, legal in most circumstances, legal in only a few circumstances, or legal in all circumstances. Okay? Okay. And six in ten of those respondents said that the practice should be mostly or always illegal. Hmm. A view most universally described as extreme and anti-woman. That's by accurate. By the Democrats. That's, that's certainly accurate. I can say that. But what's interesting about this is that there is no news coverage of this poll. No, no, There's not. not. There's of not going not. to be. So it's not making the mainstream news for this new Gallup poll. So it's just showing that the Democrats, the liberal side of this is perpetuating something that most Americans don't agree with. Uh, you could say that about anything. You could say that about anything that the left is pushing, um, I think. Um, they like to throw out that, oh, you know, the majority of Americans feel this way and the majority of the Americans feel that way. And the reality is, is yeah, maybe the majority of Americans who live in California or New York feel that way. But the majority of us who live uh, in any other state, well, okay, Colorado, you could throw in there too, and you could probably throw Washington in there. But anywhere outside of those states does not feel that way. What this surprises me, though, is because I have to say in conversation that comes up with most people, this is just me speaking, and Kelly, I'd love to hear what you have to say about this, but a lot of um, conversation that I have with people, particularly women, do kind of view 
pro-life stance that that is kind of an attack on women i i feel like i get that a lot i think um a lot of women when i bring it up particularly because i'm a man um if i tell them that i'm pro-life i feel like they a feel like i shouldn't have an opinion on the subject because i don't have to go through childbirth and you know i so obviously clearly i should have no right to something that i created at least 50 percent of um or i'm at least 50 percent responsible for creating um but i just i find that interesting because i i would say that a lot of the women that i've talked to i guess i'm singling out women but I don't really talk to men about this very often, oddly enough. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't think they would agree. I think they, they would think that they are entitled to some sort of abortion, particularly in rape and incest cases. Yeah, see, and it's weird for me because I typically don't tend to talk about political issues with my friends or at work or, or whatever. I'm the type of person that just kind of nods my head and nods my head. Not, I don't have two heads and moves on like I don't like the confrontation or the debate about it so it's like I will express my view if I'm asked for it but a few of the people that I have talked to at work about it tend to side with pro-life like they're not but again at the same time it's the caveats of of abortion and incest and or not abortion incest and rape and, and things like that or medical emergencies but I'm at the stand- stance where even in those cases, I don't feel like it should be used. Like, I am adamantly mm. pro-life. So even in the case of, of incest or rape, that child did nothing wrong. Was that child created by means that weren't the best? Absolutely. But again, it's not that child's fault. So that's why I, like, I feel that you bring that child to term... And then there's other options available, such as adoption. You know, it's like that you're penalizing a child by aborting it when it did nothing wrong. I think we could do a full episode on abortion, but I think um, I agree with you, uh, except in medical uh, emergencies. I think in See, medical emergencies, I'm a little looser on my stance there. I do feel like in order to save the life of the mother, um, doctors are obligated to do everything they can uh, in that instance. Um, I know it would be psychologically damaging if I were a mother. And, and again, I'm not a woman, so how can I think? <laughs> um, but I'm also a human being and I understand how the mind works. So, but I do feel like if I were a woman, um, if I were, uh, what's Bruce's name now? Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn. And according to that one idiot who's running for president, I am allowed to have a baby uh, as Caitlyn Jenner because I'm transgender. So I'm Caitlyn Jenner and I'm I'm pregnant somehow. And I'm, um, you know, I'm thinking or I'm, I'm in the hospital and the doctor uh, finds out, hey, you know, if you have this baby, you're going to die. I don't know what causes that. I'm, I am not a doctor. Um, I would have some psychological damage, man, if they save me. But I carried this baby, and let's say I'm like really deep into my pregnancy, and I they had to abort the baby to save me. Like that's tough, man. But again, in medical instances, it's like I don't want to sound callous, but I you can this is gonna sound so bad. You can have another baby, right? But it shouldn't be. It's not a choice, in my opinion. It's it's a in that instance, the choice is not with me. The choice is is like. You, a doctor has to do everything to save my life. I don't know. See, maybe I, maybe, the, maybe I'm, I'm contrarian there. I don't see, know. and then for me, like, knowing that that could be a position that I might find myself in one day, God willing, hope not, but I am at the stance, the standpoint on that where, for me, what happens is in God's hands, and I don't want to act in the wrong direction knowing that I could have made the biggest mistake of my life by aborting a child because like doctors can tell you this all the time like you may not survive you may not make it through this but there are so many instances you hear the stories all the time of like women battling cancer while they're pregnant or um, having like a life-threatening illness while they're pregnant knowing that one or both of them could die 
during this pregnancy, but then at the end, they don't abort, they have the baby, and everyone's okay. So it's like, I I would leave that decision to God at that point. Like, it's not something that I feel like I would be able to make. Yeah, you've got me in a weird spot right now, because now I feel like I almost have to... Um, <laughs> I, so I feel like my conservatism in this, what we're discussing is now battling my moral stance on the issue, right? My moral stance agrees with you in a sense that I believe that, yes, it's in God's hands, and sure, um, I know if I were a husband and I were presented with the question of we save the wife, we save the baby, I'm taking the wife if I'm in that position. So I can't hypocritically say no one's allowed to do that. Yeah. I also, my conservatism says the government can't tell me what the hell I can do with my body. Exactly. Yeah. And the government has no right to do that. Just as I'm against government-run health care, mm-hmm. I'm against government-run medicine. Yeah. I, I, okay, but then even then, it's kind of weird, right? Because I do think that these, these parents who aren't vaccinating their children, they should be prosecuted and thrown in jail. Yeah, but not, but harm. that's that's different, exactly, because your rights extend to the point to where they're not affecting the rights of someone else. Okay, and this is this is why I'm against abortion. This is the fund, and we're gonna get off on it. And we're 11 minutes into this podcast already. <laughs> this is the fu- my fundamental stance against abortion. And try this argument out because it's really tough for the. They'll give you the it's not a life argument. Okay, all right. So here's the thing: our rights extend to the point that they they affect someone else's rights. The minute your right affects someone else's right, yeah. you no longer have that right. Mm-hmm. Like, I have freedom of speech, but I can't walk up to someone and, you know, verbally accost them to a point that You're threatening I'm them threatening or... them or I will be charged with a crime. Yes. Well, okay. So, we can argue that when life begins, all right? We can argue that, Mm -hmm. but we, especially the left, the hypocritical left claim that they are good people and love prevails and blah, 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 love for everybody. And everybody has rights and everybody has souls and whatever the hell they say, except for the one thing. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Then this is a life. Okay. Because we should err on the side of caution. If there's science that says this is a life and there's science show me this science but if there's science that says this is not a life then we err on the side of caution that it is because we are good and we are righteous and we are we are we are moral beings yes so we err on the side of caution Mm -hmm. okay i agree so that child now has rights and you are not allowed to kill it yes exactly that's why i'm against abortion yeah because i believe that we all have rights and I protect, defend those rights. Yeah. Like that child from the moment of conception, it is a child. It and is even if a it's not, being, it the is... moment it has a heartbeat, it is. Yeah. So you, you can argue about conception all you want, and that's fine. I'll give you that just because I don't feel like listening to you whine about it. Me? Not you, <laughs> okay. but you know what I mean. Um, but at a heartbeat your heart beating is the fundamental way we determine if someone's alive. When your heart stops beating, you are no longer alive. So how is it that we can take these, these kids, these babies and say, Oh, there's a heartbeat. But, but in this case, okay. In this case, it's not alive. Yeah. It's all bull. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. That's why I agree with you. Like, I am fundamentally, morally, religiously against it. Like, I will, and I will never be in the position that I'll support it. Yeah, I mean, morally, religiously, I'm absolutely against it, Yeah, right? absolutely. But it is what it is. Um, okay, that's a great story. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's a very article. interesting fact. I think everyone should feel that, you know, if you're pro-life, don't feel like you're alone. Don't feel well, like see, you're in the minority. That's, like, another, how we're the right-wing vegan, like, we don't. Oh, no, we are up. alone. <laughs> I know, we are yeah. alone, but you have Democrats out there who are pro-life, yeah. but they're too afraid to voice it. You know, it goes both ways. It does. So I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get into something that's going to get us off on another tangent. I, well, probably me, to be honest with you. I'm the tangent jumper here. Um, <laughs> because this, this bothers me on, on a level that I can't even speak on. Um, so I'm going to try and keep my comments short and concise 
And we can do a whole episode on this, and I'm sure we will. I don't know what we're getting into. Um, Kamala Harris. Now, oh. this, was, this was on Saturday, okay? She's becoming quickly my least favorite political candidate ever in the history of political candidates. Hey. And that might include Adolf Hitler. I'm not sure yet. Okay, I probably shouldn't have no. said that. Well, I don't care. That's um, interesting because last week we had her winning the debate. <laughs> she did win the debate. She absolutely won the debate. But she won the debate because she is the fakest, worst person. Okay, so on Saturday, Kamala Harris announced a plan to help black home ownership. Okay? It's a $100 million plan through HUD. And it would help blacks, African Americans. It's The article says blacks, so whatever. With a down payment and closing costs. All right. In order to qualify, families would have to live in high cost areas and make between a hundred thousand to one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Wait, the family? That's what the article says. Okay. Each family would be allowed twenty-five thousand dollars. So, first of all, okay, I I can't even begin to to tear this apart. And if the news article was wrong, I you know I just I read an article. Okay. Um. You, you, Kamala Harris, this goes out to you and all your friends. You know, you like to perpetuate first. Ugh, where do I even begin? You <laughs> like hard. to perpetuate to us that all black people in this country are suffering. You come out and you sell us this idea that all black people live in inner cities. All black people struggle financially. All black people have drug problems. All black people are stuck in our criminal justice system. Okay? And and you you segregate them, don't you? You do. You, you segregate them because you make them feel lesser through your words and through your talk. You make black people feel less than because you keep telling them that they're less than. Now, this is not the Republicans that are doing this. These are the Democrats. Um, and then... You come out and you say, well, how do I get the black vote? How do I get the black vote? Well, they're obviously all poor and they're obviously all unable to work or fend for themselves. Um, so we're just going to well, let's promise some free housing. Let's let's promise some housing. We're going to help get them into houses. Um, so you, you do this, you peddle these types of things and only black Americans can benefit from this, by the way. So if you're white and poor, the democratic party doesn't care for you. So you should, you should remember that they don't, they don't care about you. They don't care about white people. They certainly don't care about white men. Okay. Because they, they know they need to pander to, to, um, minority groups that they, because they think they're stupid. That's, that's what it is. The, the Demo if you are okay if you are an African American um, the Democratic Party thinks that you are an idiot they absolutely think that you are an idiot and that you will not realize that this is the party that uh, fought against free freeing the slaves yeah okay this is the party that founded Jim Crow laws this is the party that created the KKK okay but the, the, the you they want you to forget about that. And because they think you're dumb, they, they can come out here and they can talk about how, what was it Elizabeth Warren said that, no, it was Kamala Harris who said, I listened to Biggie and Tupac and I smoke weed because that's what all black people do, right? They all listen to Tupac and they all smoke weed. So I got to pretend like I'm one of you. Yeah. You know, this was a prosecutor. How many black people did Kamala Harris put in jail? How many black people did Kamala Harris put in that corrupt criminal justice system that she likes to talk about, but has certainly made a lot of money off of? How many people has she done, you know, put through that? And then this this bill, right? She, you're all poor in her mind, right? All black people are poor and they, they, they can't fend for themselves. What in the hell is this hundred to $125,000 yeah. family rate? That's what I was just thinking because we talked about that. Or that was brought up in the debate about how $100,000 was considered wealthy. So what is she talking about? A hundred thousand to one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars is being a poor family. I guess the twenty-five thousand dollars she's going to give you is the twenty-five thousand dollars she's going to take out of your paycheck through taxes. Probably. I like, don't, it doesn't make sense to me. And it's racist. It is. It's. Very I'll just. Racist. I'll come right out and say it. Well, and it's it's manipulative because you're you're saying all these things to try and catch an audience that you think is is dumb. Dumb. 
and you're manipulating into them to be like, oh, well, maybe this party is actually for me and supporting me and feels what yeah. and, and understands what I'm going through or not going through, but instead just no. using them as pawns. And you listen to me. This is all going to backfire on them. It really is because African-Americans are smart and they're starting to wake up and they're starting to realize that they are being fed a, a bunch of lies from yeah. the Democratic Party, and they are being segregated, and they're being treated like lesser than citizens by the Democratic Party. And I think, I think, Latinos too. You can you can lump them oh, into yeah. this too, because I got to tell you right now, I've met a lot of Latinos who, who support Donald Trump and yeah. who are conservative. I know more Latinos that are conservative than are liberal. I do as well, and I I, I think it's just it's interesting that uh, the Democratic Party thinks that women, Latinos, uh, and uh, African Americans are all stupid. And they think you guys are all stupid and that you'll just, you'll, you'll gang up together and they can just dangle these things in front of you because they have racial stereotypes about you. Oh, so yeah. that they want, they know you listen to Tupac and Biggie and they want you to know they do too. And they and, smoke weed. And they smoke weed because that's, you know, it's just, it's outrageous. You know, it's just so outrageous. It's, this is such a, this type of thing, you know, you come out and you say, well, this bill's only available for black people. Man, segregation. Go ahead and keep segregating the, the, the races. Yeah. Go ahead and keep lumping everybody into categories. You want us to see, you know, everybody as the same and equal. You want some freak show who's out there with a freaking green hair and leopard spots tattooed on him. And you want me to treat this freak like a person. Yeah. And, and, and then you... you come in and you, you say well yeah you can look at everybody as if they're the same except if they're a different race and then you should look at them as different Completely because different. because they live a different life and experience than you it's just so maddening is what it is i'm it getting is. hot i'm starting to sweat <laughs> well it is hot in this I'm room so upset <laughs> oh, all right man. move on we gotta yeah, move yeah. on yeah, I'm take, gonna, it, I'm take gonna, a deep breath i'm gonna lose my freaking mind about hey, well, this well we got crap. more crazy news stories this ahead, crap. these so. these these candidates are the worst candidates in the history, in my lifetime, or at least in my adult lifetime, man, I thought John Kerry was bad. When they put that chicken nugget up there and they were running <laughs> him, nugget. and they were running, that's what he looks like, and they were running <laughs> old plastic face, and they're running him against George Bush. I was so worried. I thought, you know, if John Kerry wins, this idiot can't even throw a baseball. This buffoon's going to become the president of the United States. I was so worried about it. And then Obama, and I thought, Obama's the Antichrist. If Obama wins, we're all going to hell. The world's going to end. It's all going to blow up. That's what I thought, because Obama yeah. was so weak on national security, and he was so weak on everything, and he did the same thing, pandering to all the idiots on the left. Yep. And I thought, we're all going to hell. If Obama wins, that's it. We're just going to get blown up. And sure enough, he, he won, and we didn't. Okay, we're all still here. We survived. And then, oh my gosh, when it was Donald and Hillary, I, I was so concerned that Hillary was going to win because I Hillary. thought she had everybody fooled. I thought she did. And, you know, I'm not, like, worried Hillary's going to do anything because she would have done nothing. She would have just been a president who got in there and wore little pantsuits and did nothing. But this these candidates have me so worried Very. about the future of this country. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm terrified that if if... If any of these people become president, that, oh gosh, and if they get a majority Congress and a, and a Senate, I just... Well, see, then the good thing, too, is like what I've seen oh. on the news, news recently is even though they have the majority in, what, the Senate? They what, have the House majority. The right House now. majority right now. Yep. There's still such a divide among the Democrats themselves well, that, I mean, they're, they're feuding. you got, like, Nancy Pelosi fighting with AOC over Twitter and, and all this stuff about you know, who's more democratic than the other. And, and that's because the people who have been in politics for a long time, and I'm not saying these are good people because they are not. No. But these people understand that you are not going to win over America by promising all of these ridiculous things. Yeah. And, and again, you perpetuate this idea that people are stupid and we're not going to remember history. And I'm going to tell you something. Okay, I made a connection the other day because oh. I was watching the news. I, we're getting off, but I was That's watching right. the news, and and I noticed that another monument was getting torn down at some high school or some college. Oh, the, the or, mural. I think it was a George Washington High School. Yeah, it was the mural it was on the, the walls. Mural. Yeah. And I thought to myself as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, why are what what is it about these murals that the Democrats want? Because it is them, right? Because it's not like them. Well, actually, no, it is. But it's it's their the people who work for them. Yeah. The the little groups that that you know donate all the money to them and all that crap. They're the ones getting 
kids worked up and the interest groups all the sensitives worked up and all this stuff and i'm like why is it they want to take monuments down why is it that they want to erase history why and then i realized oh because if you erase history we won't remember history and then you can rewrite history to be what you want it to be you can you can say that America is this hateful country that was founded on hate and slavery and blah, 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 and just all your crap. And if you erase history, who's, who's there to challenge you? That's why they want to get rid of these monuments. You know who else liked to get rid of monuments? You know who else liked to burn books? Hitler. Adolf Hitler. Yeah. He sure did. But what do you do? You come out and you say Trump's Hitler. You have no, nothing to back that up on, by the way. Trump has passed no policy that would make me think he's like Adolf Hitler. But you push socialism. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's what Nazi Germany was. Yeah. I, I just, it was. I, you just, we need to be careful with these monuments coming down because if you don't remember history and you're not reminded of history, you're doomed to repeat history. Yep, same thing's going to happen. So again I think and it's again. it's very important that we we keep these monuments up because they're reminders of of how things were in the past. And you know what? Yes, slavery was a thing, and it's awful and terrible. And no one's denying that, okay? The Democrats are, like, denying the Holocaust now, which is interesting, probably because they want you to know, think socialism's great. But we, no one's denying that slavery was this awful thing. But in order for us to move forward, we have to have those reminders of the past. Yeah. It's just that simple. And I know that the, the mural was about Native American suffering. And well, it was about more, it had, like, Native Americans, it had slave owners on it, it had it, it a variety of different things. But this was a huge mural that went all throughout the school and it was painted over 80 years ago to as a historical remembrance as a remembrance of history I, of yeah. where we've been and where we're going all right we got to move on all right is so, it your turn yeah so speaking of history and high schools we do have a florida high school principal who is now saying that he cannot confirm that the holocaust is a factual historical event that occurred a high school principal okay yeah so, he still has a job do we know Have ab- you apparently he does this? he uh, got reprimanded by the school district and had to write a letter of apology oh he had to write i a know got a little slap on the I wrist i bet if he had like a, a maga hat on they would have just fired him probably he be, yeah okay. but this was a, a principal william lotson at spanish river high school um somewhere in florida not really sure where but i feel like all the crazy things happen in florida um, but he was saying that there's that there's two sides or two positions that you can take in regarding the Holocaust. Okay. Which is weird because you can't really take a truth or fact or a, a, a truth or myth position on a, a historical event that actually occurred. Uh, yeah. Which doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. So there was this concerned parent that wrote in to the principal asking like, hey, why isn't this being, why isn't the Holocaust being taught? This is such an important event for our children to learn from, to grow from, um, so that the events don't repeat themselves, a smart mother out there. And the principal responded back that he couldn't confirm that the Holocaust was a factual historical event. So the mom wrote back saying, well, it's history. Of course it's a historical, a factual event. So this principal responded, and he said, You have your thoughts, but we are a public school and not all of our parents have the same beliefs as you. Okay. He went on to say the role to be politically neutral, but support all groups in the school. I cannot say the Holocaust is a factual historical event because I am not in a position to do so as a school district employee. You can say that about anything in that book. He didn't live through any of that, so he can't say that any of it's factual in his... Yeah. Through his experience. Yeah. But it happened. This, this and so fool. now you have this fool Who's, saying that it didn't. Do you have this guy's name? Yeah, I just told you. It's William Lotson. Okay, William Lotson. All right. Here's the thing. If you're listening to this show, what district is this in this and what is city? at Spanish River High School. It okay. doesn't say the city. Yeah. This idiot is running the school that teaches these kids. If I had my kid in this school right now, what's this kid? Or do you know the name of the school? No, they left the... I said the name of the school. It's Spanish River High School. Okay, get your kids out of that school. Get them out. Yeah. Get them out of there. Homeschool them. Send them somewhere else. Get them out. Get them out. This is a principal. This isn't even a teacher. This is the guy in charge of the teachers. Get them out. Get them out of there. You don't... 
Yeah, saying that we have the right to believe that the Holocaust didn't get, occur. Get him out of there, and if you live, petition for this guy to lose his freaking job. This guy doesn't need to be teaching kids. He doesn't be, need to be in charge of, of teachers who are teaching kids. He doesn't need to be setting curriculums or doing any of that. I don't know what present principals even do. I know they walk around and they, they give you detention. That's yeah, what I they know. do. I, I don't, this guy does not need to be in a position of power. The Democrats own schools. They own teachers. They own, I'm sure they have a hand in this. I'm sure this guy's a big liberal. I'm sure he wants you to think socialism is great, so let's erase all bad accounts of it. But get this guy the hell out of the school. Get your kids out of this school. Stay away from it. Yeah, and it's like and, and an educator shouldn't have the ability mm. to perpetuate these myth-peddling platforms but they do. to students. And it's such a sad situation because your teacher can sit up there and just spout off all this nonsense to your children. And you don't know any better. No, your children are, are susceptible. They're vulnerable. They're impressionable. Why do you think all high school kids are liberal? Why do you think all of these kids are the way that they are? They're that way because their dumb teachers are out there pushing all this crap on them yeah. and telling them that you need to feel this way or think this way or Donald Trump's a racist and a sexist and a bigot and bleh, bleh, bleh. It's so ridiculous. Can't read the Bible in school, but we sure as heck can read freaking Karl Marx and all that crap. Yeah, and question whether or not thousands upon thousands of hundreds of thousands of people actually died this is the anger it's just it's 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 nonsense it's just yeah mind-boggling and baffling this is the anger episode for me this is the i'm gonna be angry this whole freaking maybe it's my week but this is this is <laughs> i'm just gonna be angry this whole freaking time here's another nonsense ridiculous crap deep, deep breaths though, i so. can't i'm just so i'm so mad i can't believe we're in the state that we're in yeah all right california democrats have introduced a bill that would allow illegal aliens and non-citizens to hold leadership positions within state political parties slam the notebook that's now. what i got on that it's so stupid it's such yeah. pandering bullcrap is yeah it? it doesn't make any sense yeah if you're an illegal immigrant, you don't have the right to work there th <laughs> to begin with, let alone to work in a political position. Only in the state of California, well, only in the state of California, Washington, Oregon, Colorado, or New York, or Virginia, maybe even now, would this crap get through? You, uh, why would we, okay, yeah. do you remember after 9-11? And everyone was like, how did they get on the planes? How did they coordinate these attacks? How was all of this done? How did they get here? Everyone was asking all these questions. Everybody wanted to know. And that's why it sucks to fly on planes now. That's because all this, this happened. Okay. Now we are like so far removed from that that we're just like, you know what? Instead of just letting them all over here, which is what we want to do. Let's just let them all in. We don't need a border. How do you not have a country without a freaking border, by the way? So we don't need a border and we need to give them all health care. We need to give them $15 an hour to work their minimum wage jobs, blah, blah, blah. And they don't need to prove that they're legal or anything to get a job because who cares? And we don't care about you, Mr. White guy. We don't, we don't care about you. You, you probably voted for Donald Trump, so you don't get a job. Um, but you know, so not only are we going to do that, but let's, you know what, let's just let them run the country too. So basically a terrorist could sneak, come through the border, not be treated like a criminal, be handed a, a, a bunch of medical treatments, be given a paycheck for free, and then be able to rise to power and then rule a political party in the state of California and then destroy the country from within. Yeah, great idea, you freaking idiots. Great idea. Can we just, can California just break the hell off of this country? I know it's supposed to happen. And if global warming is going to cause that to speed up, then I'm going to go outside with some aerosol cans and I'm going to start spraying them in the sky. I'm going to buy one of those big ass trucks, those dumb trucks. And I'm going to, I'm going to put, sorry if you drive a truck, uh, but I don't, I just, um, I'm going to get one of them and I'm going to drive around. I'm going to take all the emissions preventing crap off of it. And I'm going to put all the worst gas in it. And I'm just going to start burning it all because we need to speed up this process of getting them the heck off of this country. Well, it's just not California. No, you gotta get em. New York off there too. But good, get rid of it. I don't need it. I don't <laughs> need I don't New think York. New York gets earthquakes. I so. don't need. I know. I don't need California. I don't need New York. I don't need any of it. Okay, New York's not even fun to visit. It sucks. It's stupid. Yeah, it is. Ugh, it really is stupid. Gosh. Well, and it's like along the same line, but not quite. New York City. I don't know about the whole state. I'm sure parts of the state are nice. It's New York City is my my. Ugh. Anything and call, everything costs like five hundred dollars up there anyway. Who the hell would go up there? I, oh, cause it's fun and you get to see the big buildings with all the lights. Who cares? Yeah. 
I know Wall Street's there, but gosh, it's funny. They hate Wall Street. I, I, I just makes no sense to me. Anyways, all right. <laughs> do you have anything else? Do you have another story? No, we, uh, I think you wanted to touch point on. Was that the last one? Yeah. Oh, man. Article. Wow. I wanted to touch point on, on Greece. I'm hot. <laughs> um, Gotta fan yourself. What I want to talk about, because I, I mentioned it last week, was I want to talk about socialism, okay? Because this is. This is dangerous. This is so dangerous because the left right now is using, we kind of touched on it earlier, but they're using schools, okay, because they have the teachers. The teachers all are part of the teachers' union, and the teachers' union gives a lot of money to Democrats, okay? So a lot of teachers tend to be liberal. Um, it's just what it is. So you have a lot of liberal academics who are in there, because all the conservatives just get chased out. But you have liberal academics who are, who are pushing stuff on your kids. And, and why is this dangerous, you ask? Well, we mentioned it earlier, but young minds are impressionable. And I know that I believed a lot of what my teachers told me was fact because they're teachers. And teachers, you know, we put a lot of trust in teachers. Teachers should be educating us, okay? Not filling us full of um, propaganda and uh, pushing their agendas on us. We don't, we don't think about that. So we just believe. Well, socialism is kind of in vogue right now. A lot of people are talking about it in a very positive light. Okay, they're saying a lot of positive things about socialism. And I just think it's important, especially for my parents, or, parent, or my parents, my parents, uh, my parents specifically, you know, mom, you need to calm it down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but all of our parents out there who are listening to this, I, I just want you to, to talk to your kids about this stuff. It's very important that you do. Um, because your teachers might be, and you might not know it, and they might be filling your kid's head full of a lot of crap. Um, so essentially the definition of socialism is, is a, it's a political and economic theory of organization, okay? And it advocates that the means of production, um, as well as social welfare and other things, are essentially provided to citizens and are kind of um, created by the community and, and run by the community, Okay. That all sounds uh, fine when you hear it, you know. Yeah, from a theoretical standpoint. Sure, it sounds great. But that's not what it is. Okay, that is not what it is. Socialism is the government essentially um, running everything. Uh, running everything. Everything becomes publicly owned. Everything becomes publicly provided. The government will provide for you. Um, it's not communism. It's not... Communism is like uh, further extreme, right? It's a step Socialism. Up. Um, but it's there, okay. So uh, I want to I want to do something real quick. Um, I want to talk about some of the. I'm going to start. This is kind of a weird place to do this, but I'm just going to do it because a lot of Democrats will tell you that Sweden, Norway, and Denmark are socialist countries that are successful. And the reality is that these are not socialist countries. These are welfare states. They rely on capitalism to survive. These are states that provide a lot of social services to the public, but are still capitalist. They're still, their economy is still um, a capitalist economy. They're, they're run that way, and they use the money generated from that to pay for a lot of their crap. Oops, sorry. Lost all my papers. Um, what, I'd, what I'd like to tell you is that socialism has never worked. It's never succeeded anywhere that it's actually been run. Um the Soviet Union, you ever heard of them? Uh, the National Socialism of Nazi Germany. Gone. Okay. Uh, China and uh, Venezuela. It's failed everywhere. Okay. China is so successful because parts of China are capitalist. So I want to talk about a few. I'm going to call out a few. One in particular that you have a little information on, um, but I I'm going to start somewhere else. I'm going to start with the one that's commonly in the news. Ha <laughs> ha Okay. It, it should be. It's not because CNN wants you to think socialism is great, but it should be in the news. It's not. Fox News, maybe. We'll talk about it. But that's Venezuela. So Venezuela is in a really bad spot right now. So bad. There are food and drug shortages, staples of the modern world, things that we enjoy, such as toilet paper and toothpaste, okay, are very scarce over there, meaning that people are killing each other for toothpaste and toilet paper, okay? The economy's in shambles. Store shelves are completely empty. People can't find anything anywhere. They can't buy it. The citizens are poor. They're incredibly poor, okay? 
and they're malnourished because the store shelves don't have any food on them. How can they eat? So before you say, and this is a big argument that I'm going to hear, is that we're not Venezuela. We would do it so much better. But, but, but I guess let me back up. So the reason that they are that way is because they are a socialist country. The government took over everything. The government made promises. The government said, we're going to take care of you. And what happens when the government does that? They run out of money. Things cost money. You can't just promise people things and then not have a way to pay for it. There's also something that um, tends to come with socialism. So when we give up, when we say, okay, government, you can pay for everything. You can provide me with health care and you can provide me with safety and security and you can find me a job and you can do all of this stuff. You can guarantee me, an, guarantee me a wage. Um, there are sacrifices that have to be made in order for that to happen. And usually the first thing that people give up is power. We give up power to the government because the government is now, we're reliant on the government now. The government is no longer reliant on us. And so what, what tends to follow with socialism is corruption because now the government takes all this power and you usually have bad actors in there uh, because power corrupts, right? We all know that. Anyone who's ever watched anything ever knows that power corrupts. So we, uh, you know, bad actors get in there and now bad actors have all the power and they have all the guns and they have, they're in control of all the medicine and who gets the medicine and they're in control of all the food. So you better support them because if you don't, you're not going to get food. You're not going to get medicine. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened in Venezuela. And the people are rioting. The people are, people are fleeing and rioting. They all want to come here, you know, so I don't know why we would want to turn here into there. Um, but you know, that the, the, one of the arguments that I think you hear the most about it is that, that we aren't Venezuela, you know, we're going to do things differently. Well, I'm sure the people in Venezuela thought that things wouldn't turn out this way either. Yeah. We are not bigger. We are not so big that, that big mistakes wouldn't cause us pain and misery. Okay. We're not God. We're not, um, you know, we are a world power. We're the best damn country in the world, but we are not immune no not at all poor leadership and poor choices and poor execution will be our downfall so i want to talk about spain um spain had gone from a budget surplus a growing middle class and generous social supports to collapsing wages um that's because the socialists took over the eu and uh, they offered this large stimulus package um, that doubled the national debt overnight and completely has caused Spain to go to be in really bad shape. Um, Spain's a, you know, that's not Venezuela. That's Spain. Um, Greece, okay, was in uh, overwhelming debt. Uh, they forced people to hoard money, food, and medicine. They had to hide it. They have to hide that stuff because if you get it, it's in short supply. Um, the government gives a lot of things away for free, but, you know, when you run out of things, you run out. You run out. Also, few people work and millions of people receive government aid. Because why would you work if you don't have to? The yeah. government's going to give you everything. You're not um, incentivized to actually get a job and contribute to the economy. Hold that free, um, free, free. Yeah. Three years ago, half of the young were unemployed in Greece. Half. That's 50%. 50% of young, able-bodied people who are of age to work, whatever that age is in, in Greece, I don't know. Um, but they did not work. I love Greek food. Therefore, I love Greece. So this <laughs> makes me very sad. It does. But what's happened recently, Kelly, in Greece? Recently, so they had an election just not too long ago, just a few days ago, where the conservative party won the Greek election outing the left-wing prime minister who was running the socialist country. Mm-hmm. They have. So the citizens have taken a stand against this way that the government has been run. They know that this is an issue. It's a problem. They all have stood up and they have decided to elect a conservative um, party leader or a conservative leader who will hopefully help rebuild the economy, will help get taxes back down, give tax cuts so that people can actually earn a living attract investment, and help improve the job market. 
um, I cannot say his last name to save my life, but this new, newly elected leader says that Greeks deserve better and the time has come for us to prove it. Because yeah. Greece does need better. Good for Greece. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so this is like, this is the first election that Greece has had after the three international bailouts occurred that led to all of this. Yeah. 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 The first election. So the Greece, the Greek people have spoken. If you appreciate and respect your freedoms, the last thing you want is for us to start embracing socialism and start talking about it like it's this cuddly teddy bear. Because um, it isn't. It isn't a cuddly teddy bear. It will lead to corruption. If we become a socialist country, the corrupt will take over. Kamala Harris, for all I know, is one of those corrupt people who wants us to become socialist so that she can just take over. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her. It's just scary. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I don't care. Whatever. It's my podcast. <laughs> um, but I just... Uh, this is dangerous stuff, guys, and uh, we need to be talking to our kids, and we need to be making sure that these professors aren't professors, teachers, uh, uh, principals, coaches, uh, youth leaders, whatever, are not uh, filling their heads with this crap because, um, you know, we need our kids to be smart. We need our kids to be able to discern what's not only good for them, but what's good for society and what's good for this country. Don't let the Democrats, don't let CNN, don't let, don't let MSNBC, okay, don't let half of your local news um, don't let them fool you. Don't let Yahoo fool you. Who reads Yahoo? Um, but don't let them fool you. The economy is, is in fantastic shape. It the is doing best. overwhelmingly good. And more African-Americans have jobs. It's the lowest unemployment rate for African-Americans. And then they'll say, well, that's because most people have two jobs. Well, there's a statistic for that, too. And I think it's only like 4% of people have yeah, two or more very, jobs. it's very, very, very small. It's very small. And I, I may have given you the wrong number. It might even be smaller than that, to be honest with you. But it's very – I can look that up. It's very small. The economy's not bad, guys. It's great. I can speak to it. I am certainly not a wealthy person, but my paycheck went up with the tax cuts. It sure that, did. Mine went up did. as well. It did. And that's proof. And the Democrats will come out and they'll say, you know what? The economy's doing great for the 1%. Well, then count me in the 1% because the economy has been pretty great for me. My investments have gone up. Um, just a lot of good things. And I, I, I don't don't fall for it. And don't let your friends fall for it. Don't let your, you know, you know, a lot of times I would say, do the politically correct thing. Because I do it. I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of sitting there nodding when my friends are talking to me about all this crap, right? Or coming over to me trying to tell me how socialism is great. And, you know, I just think, what an idiot. But I don't say that. You know, I just nod my head thinking this guy's an idiot. Yeah, I do the same. But we've really got to start start trying to convince these people that this is all wrong, man. Because the more that they're out there peddling their, their false truths about socialism and the less we speak up, the more their influence they have because there's no voice that's speaking out against it. And I think it's time that we just, we get off our comfortable seat and we, we stop being afraid of the words, the ist words. And we don't care. You don't call me a racist. I don't care. I don't care if you think I'm a racist. I know I'm not. I know I'm not. You know what? My African-American stepdad would probably tell you that I'm not. So I don't care if you think I'm a racist. Call me a sexist, you know? Uh, go ahead and continue to me to me. I don't I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to continue to be a nice person, so me too doesn't scare me. I'm going to continue to to be a, a man. You're not going to make me feel bad about it. I'm a white guy. You know what I am? It's just what I am. Um, I can't change that. Wouldn't change it if I could. Don't care. Don't care what color I am. Um, we just, we, we got to speak up, guys. That's all I got. I, I just, we got it. We got to be careful because... You know, you're going to see a lot of positive words, I think, in the next year and a half about socialism. And boy, that's a scary, scary thing. Very scary. That's all I got. Do you have anything else you want to you want to drop or talk about? Um, well, not related to politics. We did have one little tidbit of vegan news that we wanted to throw out oh, there okay. just for our vegan listeners. But I don't know if you're ready for that or not. No, go ahead. So... Just to, just to drop a line, that recently it has been found that farmers are planting 20% more pea uh, plants to meet the demands for vegan meats. Which I think is a really interesting thing because more farmers are moving away 
from producing feed for the animal agricultural industry and instead producing peas and um, less corn, soy, wheat to meet the demand of the United States and Canada for plant-based meats. Yeah, that's... Which, which is a good good trend. It's a good increase. It's different for farmers. It's good for, for crops and rotation and soil and, and all of that. And as well, it's good for the farmers, too, because there's a greater demand for a product. Um, just changing it up a little bit. Yeah, I... Uh... Yeah, it, it's very interesting. It's It kind of shows some trends in the United States and, and Canada, which I knew was trending a lot more uh, plant-based. Um, but the United States as well, which, the, you know, tends to, the plant-based movement, the plant-based, you know, diets and all that stuff tend to be uh, gaining steam. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the ethical stuff is great, but I think also that people should be doing some research on health and kind of... Um, you know, how you can prolong your life and some of the benefits that adopting a plant-based diet will provide for you, specifically if you have heart disease or heart issues or Diabetes. you've had heart, heart issues in the past, how a plant-based diet can help you reverse some of those things or might be able to help you reverse some of those things. Because um, maybe, maybe it will for you. I don't know. Maybe it won't. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, but maybe it will. So it's just something to consider. Um, you know, I have a lot of thoughts and opinions about uh, certain diets and things that I'm going to keep off this podcast because I don't <laughs> yeah. want to offend half my audience. But, no. Um, yeah, I just that's that's great news. It's great news. Yeah, very good. Yep. So I think that's it for us. I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, we want to thank you again for listening. Um, you guys are great, and we love you, and uh, we hope to keep uh, bringing this to you. Um, I think next week we are going to talk about, and I haven't run this by Kelly yet. I know, this, this is new to me. This What's this going to be? Uh, but I think we're going to start doing profiles on the candidates who are running for the uh, oh. uh, the Democrats. All the all 576 Democratic candidates. Hey, one did drop out we'll recently. One did drop out. The guy who asked Joe Biden for the torch. So yeah, the pass the torch guy. Yeah, the pass torch guy. Yeah, He said, hey, Joe, it's time for you to pass that torch. And Joe said, "Uh, no, I think I'm going to keep the torch. And he said, all right, all right well, bye. that was fun. See you guys. <laughs> Sorry, I tried. Yeah. Joe won't give he, it to me. He tried so hard. Yeah, well, good riddance. Uh, so one down, 575 to go. Um, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna cover them. I think we're gonna start next week with um, oh, who should we start with? I don't know. Should we cover a couple of them? If we have time, uh, I think we should do one at a time because okay. we tend to go long on the news, and I think we should do one at a time. That way, we can do a deep dive too, and some of their voting record and some of that stuff because it's important for you guys to know who's really giving money to these candidates because that's another thing that I want to look at. Yes, where's the money coming from? And we're gonna spend a lot of time going through some of the campaign finance stuff, and we're gonna look at some of the big donors who are giving money to these guys who are fighting for the little guy. Wait, who's, who's the New Jersey guy? What's his name? Cory Booker. Booker. I think we should start with. All him. right, so Kelly voted Cory Booker. We're gonna yes. next week. We're going to do an in-depth profile on old Cory Booker, and we're going to take a hard look at his voting record. We're going to look at where his money's coming from and just a little bit of background on who he is as a person. Very excited. Oh, to, I know. I'm to, looking forward to this To now. learn more about a fellow vegan, uh, Cory Booker. Is he a fellow He's vegan? He's a fellow vegan. Oh, so. okay. I'm excited. Yeah. So that's it. That's it for us today. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Again, follow us on Twitter at um, vegan, oh vegan Wing. Thank you. At <laughs> Vegan Wing. You can email us at rwvegan.gmail.com. And you can visit the website rwvegan.com. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for listening. And we will see you guys. Or, well, we won't see you. But we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>